0: Well, welcome back to our Theology of the Body podcast, created with our middle school students in mind, as well as our parents.
1: Teacher, and everyone else who needs the teachers, parishioners, <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone, everybody. Anyone. Everybody in our community who are opening their hearts up to Jesus' message about how to give and receive love. And we're just so thankful to our modern day Saint Pope John Paul II, who was passionate about the human person and God's plan for love. That is full, faithful, free, fruitful. You guys jump in. It's amazing that he wrote 129 omilies and talks for us about this. And the biggest passion of St. John Paul was that he really kept the thing he really capitalized on was the body as a gift. Jesus became a body. Jesus gives us his body and blood every time. And we as a body, not an animal, not a plant, not an avatar. We are a body. So today we're going to chat about that gift of our bodies and how we give and receive love, not as the culture tells us, but in imitation of Christ. St. John Paul calls this the language of the body. So we have a great room full of great guests, great room with Mary and Jesus in a, on the wall here and a room full of great guests. Father Adam is with
1: us. Always.
0: Peyton is with us. Hello. And child <laughs> soon to be. Yep.
2: To and she will not tell us.
0: <laughs> it's still a secret. And Patrick Mokris been on our TOB teaching team for how many years? Four. Four years. Mm. Thank you for giving and up. Any more, hopefully. Thanks for giving up your business life, your dental practice, and your five kids, and joining us. Well, this He's a, not please. giving up his five kids. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I They're feel not like giving
2: that'd up. be uh, a little weird. Sometimes right. it's nice to have a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, want to hear from you guys, uh, Father Adam Payton. Patrick, what do you think about this language of the body? What would you have to say to our kids so they can really understand that?
1: Mm,
0: Go deeper with that. How, what are our, are our bodies a gift? Do you think our kids know that, get that? Well, How our in, bodies speak uh, a language? Anything you want to share about that? Kind of funny,
1: something that came to mind as I read your email saying what the topic was going to be today and how we use our bodies and what our body language signifies there was a commercial that I was trying to find that I could not I think it was a an insurance commercial or something like that. And the guy was trying to like get a better deal. So he would like put his chair up and like be over the the salesman and then when he thought he was getting the good deal he would lower the chair again mm. and then he'd be like oh wait a second and he'd like put the chair back up again and like try to be like dominating over and you was you're just fun-
3: sitting in the highest chair as i'm sitting in
1: the <laughs> highest chair see that's why in i took this, this chair i wanted to assert my dominance in the room by being in a you just wanted to trigger chair. your memory yeah
0: <laughs> of that too
1: exactly yeah but there i, I just i was hilarious like there was something about like the way he was positioning himself the way he was kind of propped up uh, signified something in the room. The reality was the whole point of the commercial was he was going to get the deal no matter what, but in his mind, like he was getting the deal because of his position in the room or something like that. Like he was asserting himself.
0: Good example. Awesome. Yeah. Her body speaks a language says, has something to say.
3: Yeah. Um, as I was thinking about it, um, after he sent that email for the topic, um, All that really came to mind was like words, language, super powerful, Um, but also body language, more powerful. Like people always speak more with their eyes Mm. than with their words, I feel like. So that's just kind
1: of what it made me start thinking of.
0: Yeah. 50% of communication is Mm nonverbal, we learn in Psych 101. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Eyes, yeah.
1: So when I was looking kind of briefly through his... Many Wednesday audiences and looking specifically for language of the body. Uh, he many times, I think majority of the time, if not all the time, is looking at uh, the Marital Covenant. And mm-hmm. uh, there's having done many weddings now, and I'm sure you all have been to many weddings. You all also were married, are married. So, you know, you've, you, you've been to <laughs> at least intense. one I know of. Uh, and there's something that happens. Where, you know, the the groom has come in, I'm standing there, the bridal party is all walked in, the parents have been pre-sat or whatever. As soon as the bride, I don't care how many non-Catholics are in the room, as soon as the bride makes her way to the door, everyone stands. I've never had to signal to anyone to please stand for the bride. Mm-hmm. Everyone just automatically does it. There's something about that reception of the bride mm-hmm. that they don't do it for the groom no one even blinks at the groom no one mm-hmm. even cares. it's like eh, yeah 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 you know the bridal party they're coming down all that sort of stuff as mm. soon as the uh, the bride comes in there's something about their their whole posture changes yeah cool um, at that at the coming such of such a sign
0: of reverence respect mm-hmm. awe. she's just more beautiful that's all <laughs> yes i
1: tell the the grooms all the time your job is to stand there and look good in the tux yeah, but
0: a, then that look that he has for her—I mean, so many weddings where you like where he gets that first look at yeah. her, she gets that first look at him, mm. even in his beauty on the altar, like that first look. Okay, what do middle schoolers think about this moment? Do they mm. notice that moment, <laughs> that look?
1: The wedding I recently had—I uh, always tell people look at the groom when the bride comes out because the groom's face yep. is always priceless, mm. and it's normally for about a second or two. The groom literally let out a gap, like an audible, like. Not like a a <laughs> uh, joking, but I mean, it was, he couldn't control himself and he just, like all the air just left his body and just oh, yeah. gasped at this moment. Yeah, uh,
2: so cool. Powerful. <laughs> I mean, as he started crying, I mean, just started yeah. weeping. Yeah. Um, cool. I think my wife spent the entire wedding ceremony in tears, but that was the one time that I spent in tears. Just like you mentioned, like mm-hmm. that, that first moment, that you know, moment. Where, where it's about to start.
0: Cool.
1: Yeah. So, what were what was going through your mind as, you know, here you were actually. So, where did you get married? At Annunciation. Annunciation in the old church. In the new one. In the new one. Okay. And so, when you first saw Joanne, kind of say, come around the corner. What was going through your mind?
2: <clears throat> well, small question. One, I know. No, <laughs> the main thing was, wow, how amazing you look, mm. and seeing the smile on her face. It just was a great confirmation that all these people and us together are here doing the right thing at the right time.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. Yeah, holy moment. How many years ago? <sighs> Come on, Patrick. It will be you should know this. Eight,
2: 18 years this summer. Wow, yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah
2: the, um, the, the the language of the body in that marital covenant, I think is difficult to jump right to for the middle school students that we mm-hmm. instruct here, but the language of the body theme, I think is so foundational for that age because, uh, it's easy for them to relate to when, what I mean by that is when we start talking about body language and, and how that body reveals something deeper, you know, we, we use image of, of stained glass and, and that really gets them to understand that, that the body and, and soul are connected and, and, and that the body does reveal something deeper. And then when we when we take that into to relationships and especially relationships with with the opposite sex, it's just much easier for them to understand. And I think that the language of the body, I mean it, it's it's great for adults, but I think for that middle school age, it's so important for them because it really gets them to understand that what they do with their body in relationships is indeed a reflection, a unique reflection of God within them.
0: Yeah, And there's so many ways they show. They connect to each other differently because they're a boy or because they're a girl. Don't you think like boys in your class act differently (laughs) than girls in the class or in the youth ministry room or like anywhere, right?
1: Very much so. Yeah.
0: I mean, like that's the cool part too, is that God made us so unique in our femininity and in our masculinity that Mm. when we can teach boys, it's okay to act like a boy Mm. and it's okay to act like a girl. Like that's beautiful. There are boundaries. There are rules for all of us, Right. (laughs) But, Patrick, can you say more about how you, like, help the boys kind of learn how to use their bodies to express God or, like, kind of, like, rein it in, but also be a boy?
2: Yeah, well, they, uh, they we give them a hard time at first, right? Like, uh, you know, when you're in class with your head down looking disinterested, you know, the teachers understand that. I'm bored. When you when you when you roll your eyes at your siblings or your parents when they ask for help, you know without saying a word, that your frustration is evident. Mm -hmm. Um, And and on on a brighter side, you know they all have not all of them, but a lot of them have younger siblings and remember little kids and toddlers who who can't talk. So they understand that sometimes a baby will tell you things without being able to say a word. Mm-hmm. And so we try to help them understand that there's a lot of things that you as young men will do without opening your mouth that's going to let people around you know your feelings. Yeah. And as you grow older, um, you know th- th- this is even more important in your relationships, because more than an eye roll, we're asking you to, to, to grow up in God's image and likeness and show love to, to, to your friends and family. And that's more than just just saying three words. Yeah,
0: cool. And treating each other like sisters or brothers. If right. we can teach our boys to to relate to other girls like they do their sister. I love the way, you know, families teach their kids how to relate to the opposite sex as a brother or a sister. Like that comes first, you know? And that's easy. Like that seems natural for our boys, for our girls. Don't you think they treat, do you see that any sibling kind of relationships in youth ministry, Peyton, where the boys treat their sisters with some respect and reverence or girls treat, have so. this I'm, love for their I'm brothers? i think one pair right now. They were both at
3: Life Teen um, last Sunday. I don't know if I'm allowed to like name drop one here, but definitely,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's beautiful to, to see when families really embrace that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: I was just thinking of what kind of body postures and things like that between the masculine and the feminine the i think especially looking at the guys uh Mm. kind of looking so the masculine is always kind of i would say looking forward and kind of that, that forward projection and the feminine tends to be drawing everything close and the way that you know as a as a man tending to um kind of a, a stand, like a firmness, almost like a, a resolute, uh, uh, a strength, a strength. Yeah. Um, that's not a, not an, uh, authoritarian type way, but just, a uh, a confidence. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think that most of the time, and I don't know, to ladies in the room, my guess is that if you see confidence, that's something that you would be attracted towards. There's a confidence there as opposed to the opposite. You'd probably be like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, maybe Pretty not. Sure. I'm not so sure about this guy, but if there's a confidence there, that's something that's uh, that can be an attractive thing. And the same on the feminine, it's a, a drawing close. It's not a weakness. It's a drawing everyone kind of close in. And that's how you have... Um, maybe Patrick, you can uh, speak about this with Joanne and how she, as a mother, is able to draw the family close together. And mm. there's, a, there's a bond and a unity. And I would say that's even based on how they how a woman presents herself Mm -hmm. and how, you know, recognizing, no, I need you all to be here with me. I desire you to be close by me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's an invitation through body language, not necessarily even with a word.
0: Exactly. St. John Paul talks about how women are created by God with that inviting, welcoming Mm. ability. That's a characteristic of their nature. Do you see that in family life or with any of the
2: yeah, well, I mean, I think Girls it's, in fifth grade? Exa- exactly grade? what you're saying with when 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 they're at the middle school age, that when they understand body language, it, it just leads us to our discussion with the young people on complementarity. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. it, it it really when they understand that there's certain things that that women have that they're good at and and are is natural to them, and and, and boys and men have that maybe something opposite that it doesn't mean they're different. It just means that oftentimes they're they're much better when when they're together, and I think that the body language really really helps them learn complementarity which in in turn for their age you know it well go, girls like these things boys like these mm-hmm. things maybe we should be separate you know they're it's amazing how mature they are when they're in 6th and 7th grade they can they can understand that that you know maybe that this human body I'm in is meant for something bigger mm. and 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 when they see themselves in relationships that that really makes a lot of sense that's cool and
0: then there's not that competitiveness it's right. all about we're all equal we're all good in our own. Yeah, the way God created us. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks for teaching these kids. Can you tell us, Patrick, a little bit about, you had a special moment with St. John Paul. Can you tell us about that and how old you were, what that was about?
2: Yeah, so my my only regret is that I wish I had a little bit more faith in my life to just understand the gravity of the situation, but I was in, in, invited with my, my uncle, who, who was a priest to a private audience with Pope John Paul, and this would have been the summer of 1997.
0: Hmm. And, and so you were a young lad.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, sophomore in high school, just on a family vacation, exhausted from seeing all the, the sites, churches, basilicas, artistry, culture of Italy. Hmm. Um, but we had a 30 person private audience with Pope John Paul II. And I remember it vividly. The picture is on my wall. But to this day, it just would have been an experience that if I could have over again, Mm -hmm. that I would have taken it more serious instead of being kind of a knuckleheaded 16-year-old. Oh,
0: Mm -hmm. I bet you had a wonder and an awe that made you (laughs) speechless. So now, fast forward a couple years later, what does that mean to you? Does that maybe have something to do with why you're on fire for this message?
2: Well, it's funny because with all the faith that's been in my life from elementary school, high school, Catholic university married in the church shortly thereafter, Catholic school for kids, weekly Mass. I did not even understand what Theology of the Body was when I first heard it and was introduced to it. Mm. And that's just going to be, I guess, humility, but part of it is I always thought I was a good Catholic. And I think there's a lot of people like me out there who think the same do all the sacraments, try to live a great life. But the faith in the church has so much more that when I look back on that experience, you know, with Pope John Paul II, it's like, wow, this, this, you this, this man was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And when I was introduced to it from one of our friends who ha- I probably have the most respect for, as far as their faith life goes, that they were so passionate about it. I had to do more. Mm-hmm. So I did all the research, homework, talked to people and said, wow, this, this is a part of my faith, which has been missing for so long. Mm. And I cannot wait to learn more about it myself to help my family and relationships, but also help the young people.
0: Wow. The cry of your heart. God's drawing you in. Well, thank you so much for sharing it with our middle schoolers and your own family life. It's such a witness for all of us. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're kind of at a little bit of a closing point. Any final comments? Father Adam?
3: Peyton? I, know, I
1: feel like Peyton, what, what, what are some closing comments? she has been sitting here yeah. quietly. I'm
3: just receiving, like receiving you said. Receiving like all, all those taking things. It in. Taking cool. it, reflecting. Like our blessed mother, she feminine, all these things feminine in her Feminine genius heart. as yeah, yeah.
0: you were talking about earlier. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's good stuff. Thank you for being committed, Peyton, to helping our kids, being with our kids. I mean, like on the front lines. Awesome. So glad to have you here. They bring me joy and a lot of
1: energy. <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
0: very cool.
3: <laughs>
1: Uh, I guess one question for Peyton on uh, marriage and kind of again language of the body and uh, what, if any. So we'll say what was easy. You could answer one of the two. What was okay. easier? What was difficult? <laughs> two parties. At whichever one you want to answer, whichever side. Maybe you want to answer both. Mm. I don't know. Uh, what was either? What was the either the easy thing of giving of yourself in marriage, or what was uh, the easy part of receiving? Your husband in marriage.
3: Ooh. Um,
1: was there? A, was it easy to give of yourself and be like, "Yes, I, 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 fully surrender myself, and I'm not hiding anything, holding anything back." Was it, or was it easier uh, to receive your husband?
0: And not like it's done I yet. Think <laughs> like
3: yeah, like just the duality of both because of um, just how easy it is to fall into like those natural. Patterns of complementarity, as mm-hmm. we were talking about, um, like there's so many things that J.P. can do, like just in general, you know, as as a person with his talents and unique gifts um, that are God. Pretty given. solid three-point. And, and as a as a man, yeah. And then, um, you know, things that I can't do, and then there's things that I can do that he can't, and so it's um it's actually been like really easy and really beautiful, um like edifying, uplifting to uh come together and be able to accomplish more than we could alone uh mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. um even like silly things like I don't know just him being able to like reach up high and like get something off of the shelf that I would have had to get a step stool for in the past um <laughs> something like that so um I think that's been like a really natural easy beauty of um just yeah live and married life mm. kind of Easing into all that. Like it's it's been
0: it's been nice. (laughs) And made for more. Yeah, absolutely. What we're wanting everybody to get.
3: Did I answer your question? I'm not sure if I did. So
1: let me ask it in a different way. (laughs) Uh knowing yourself and Mm -hmm. uh the gift of who you are and also knowing your own faults, failures, brokenness, was it easier for you to give completely of yourself, even recognizing your own Mm. faults and failures? Or was it easier? for you to receive your husband knowing his faults and failures and just desiring to receive of him, which was easier giving of yourself uh. or receiving him?
3: Mm. Oh, that's, that's tough to answer. Um, I feel like
1: maybe they're both easy. I but, don't yeah. know. Maybe they're well, both difficult. I, I, I have like no idea. Kind of
3: like equal, but, um, at the, mm, to the same point, like, I feel like all of us humans are looking for rest. Um, and so I think in that sense, like, it's always maybe a little bit easier to receive, like, to finally be able to rest in someone's love and, like, full reception of you um, in a way. Like, maybe this sounds selfish, but it, it's easier to receive his love than, of course, to, like, sacrifice more and to give more. Um, I think that's, like, a little harder and against our our nature say it would make even sense though we want were, to and that's i would, same I would as a say Christian. it makes sense
1: for you to be for it to be easy for you to receive yeah poem, yeah the feminine you know right a, I mean, obviously you yeah, have, to do, both. You have to do both but it would make sense to me that'd be easier uh-huh. for you and so my guess is patrick my guess is it's easier for you to like <laughs> give things for your wife and like do
2: things for your family right and to well in 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 that sense in the physical sense yeah but in and if you were talking about you know, giving and receiving all your faults, brokenness. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier for people in general just mm-hmm. to receive other people's Amen. issues than to air out your own. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good
3: point. Thank you. So even a uh, deep even deep as
2: a, yeah even as <laughs> yeah. being a guy, I mean, giving yeah. giving may not be as easy when it comes to you know letting someone else in on on all your anxieties and mm-hmm. faults, etc
1: same but i think there's a gift of recognizing like, uh well i was gonna, no i was going to say the gift of recognizing like you desire to receive your spouse mm-hmm. for their even in their brokenness and desire to receive them fully um and just, just throwing it out there just maybe they also desire to receive you and they love you despite your brokenness and your hurts and your pains i think that's just such a A beautiful gift in the sacrament of matrimony, being able to recognize there is a person who very much knows you, even with your faults, and still chooses to love you unconditionally and to receive you. So, Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and I think our kids want that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is the desire of our heart, what God wants for us, too. Of every heart. Yeah, yeah. every Mm -hmm. heart. But I would ask you, Father Adam, put you on the spot, same thing. Is it easier Mm -hmm. for you as a priest married to the church, to Mm -hmm. Christ, to give or to receive from... Your church?
1: Oh, it's always it's always easier for me to to give. Uh, it's much easier for me to live a life of service, and it's hard for me to even receive compliment or that love and affection. Um, it's a difficult thing on my part to be able to hear words of affirmation. Um, I always laugh. You know, people are like, "Oh, you know, don't say too much. You might get a big head." I'm like, "No, you don't mm. understand." Like. I'm, I'm not like, I'm having a hard time even receiving these words. Is that your love so language? My go-to, like when people like say nice things, I'm like, yeah, I paid them off. And that's kind of my way <laughs> of like brushing you know, it off oh, and, wow, and just hard. being like, because it's, it's, it's hard, hard for me to receive it. It's yeah. hard for me to hear those words and like actually receive it into my heart. You um, are a
3: human too. I know. Crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. But also crazy. being received by others, mm. I think like, especially, um, within the roles of our vocations helps us to better receive ourselves and mm-hmm. like the fullness of who we are and accept even those like wounds and faults and bring them to the Lord better. Mm-hmm. So
0: good job guys. Thank you so yeah. much for being here today. And thank you to all of our listeners. We look forward to the next podcast. May we continue to discover the awesome love of God who created us in his image and likeness as male and female made for love destined for heaven. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys.